Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to Hope Reclaimed, a podcast about stepping into areas of pain to allow God to heal because we can't have true healing if we don't have hope. In this episode, I interview my friend Cambria Camillo Smith about her experience of divorce, abuse in her marriage, and her story of healing. Cambria is an international fitness guru. She works for an an amazing organization called Les Mills, which is a fitness organization doing instructor trainings all over the world. And she is so powerful and so strong. She carries a lot of wisdom. And if you are interested in hearing more about her story and more about even her fitness journey, you can reach out to her on her Instagram. But I'm so glad that you're here today and please enjoy this episode. Well, welcome, Cambria. I'm so Thank glad you. that you wanted to do this today. It's always hard to share our stories, but the reason that we do it is because I, I just want to set the standard that we want to testify of the goodness of God mm-hmm. in the midst of pain, mm-hmm. that we we go through these really tough situations, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's the end of the road. To all of my listeners that like that are going through hard stuff, there is hope and there is redemption on the, on the other side. Absolutely. It doesn't mean it's always easy, though. No. Um, One of my favorite poems is by a Christian poet named Mary Oliver. I actually, right after I got divorced, (laughs) I got part of one of her poems tattooed on my arm. And it just says dangerous and noble things. But the whole quote says, I want to think again of dangerous and noble things. Hmm. To be improbable and beautiful and afraid of nothing as though I had wings. That's beautiful. And in the darkest, darkest time I did for just a while almost forget that there were dangerous and noble things and that I was beautiful and that there was freedom yeah and I could spread my wings (laughs) what I realized looking back is that there was not a single moment where it was ever completely dark it did feel that way and it did look that way yeah but there was always 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 light because God is always there yeah I think I think it's really just about perspective sometimes we're never left just alone at the bottom Amen. in the dark. God always redeems us back up out of anything. And and your testimony is one that shares that and that expresses the goodness of God in the midst of pain. So why don't you just share what you want to share? We never <laughs> want to make this about what happened. We want to make it about the goodness of God despite the things that happen. The long story short is I met a guy at my Christian college and we dated for a couple years and had the same friends and spent weekends with our families and went through premarital counseling and did all of the great things. Yeah. Um, and then we got married and it was sort of like a 180 degree flip and kind of got progressively worse from there. And so I was married to him for four years. We lived together for the first three of those years and it was just sort of a sliding down scale of yeah. emotional, mental, sexual abuse, a little bit in a sense of some physical abuse. It was a lot of very, very constant, extreme, conflicting, confusing criticisms. Yeah. A lot of devaluing and just kind of slowly wearing away my identity and my sense of self and belief that I had worth or value. Um, and then just a lot of kind of manipulation, gaslighting, denial, blame shifting, stuff that is indicative or is part of narcissistic personality disorder and other kind of cluster B sociopathic type of things. And I didn't find out what his diagnosis was until really that fourth year we were married and we were separated. Yeah. Um, And that was just for my kind of safety 
and well-being at that point and he was diagnosed and uh, we actually decided or I decided I guess <laughs> to make the marriage still work and mm. what that looked like at that time was that we would not be able to live together because it was not safe yeah. and there was no real cure for those kind of um, mental psychological disorders so it was remain separated he would have therapy and medications and um, counseling and everything we could do and then we would pray and hope for a miracle and maybe yeah. someday we would be able to actually live together I think there was a lot of doubt whether he was totally on board but verbally he assented to that and so we moved forward that way um, yeah. but unfortunately a few months later he kind of just went off the grid um, mm. and ended up actually paying a prostitute for sex and I found out about that and was in counseling at church still and talked to my counselor and she said you know there is a grace for this biblically you know you've been completely abandoned physically financially emotionally (laughs) and now there's also this unrepentant kind of infidelity that's on a different you know scale so she and I almost hesitate to say this because I believe so strongly in marriage yeah and the sacredness of it and so does my church (laughs) but that's what made this so powerful is that after all these years of fighting to make this work even when it was only a marriage in name she just said to me it's time for you to take this grace and to regain your freedom yeah like God is offering this to you as a gift and I needed that because I didn't still want that brokenness but because of her and my friends and my family and even his family you know just standing behind me yeah so how was that experience for you of going and filing that paperwork I mean that must have been excruciating yeah like really and truly heartbreaking I think if you look at marriage as a spiritual thing where you have like a oneness a true oneness yeah when you become married it's really a death um, or a severance so it's like half of you truly half of your own self yeah dies yeah. Or it's, or it's cut like, off. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I felt like I was walking around without, without a leg. Without arms and legs. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I just thought everyone noticed, you know, it was like this public thing that yeah. obviously I'm not whole. Yes. You know? Very much so. <laughs> I think that that spiritual grievance goes deeper than yeah. words can utter. hundred um, percent. But then there's also just the emotional things like, just the loss of someone that you had chosen to love yeah, and that you had planned to share a life with and that you had just invested so much in emotionally. And I think yeah. especially because I had literally spent three years, you know, kind of almost dragging him through <laughs> all these counseling appointments and psych mm-hmm. evaluations. And it just was such a loss to have that in a sense rejected. Like all of yeah. my efforts and all my love for him were just rejected. He did not want them and did not care. And that's painful in an emotional way, I think. Um, And then just mentally or physically trying to piece back together who I was, like my sense of reality. Yeah. There's a lot of side effects. Yeah. There's a lot of side effects from emotional and sexual abuse that you don't even realize till you're dealing with them. All of that to work through and the panic attacks and the sleeplessness and the flashbacks and 
memories and nightmares and all those kinds yeah. of things and then just as you I'm sure understand all the practical things like well I've got to like support all my own self now and I got yep. I got no health insurance <laughs> and yeah. uh, where like am I, I gonna live yeah, and new housing <laughs> how and do I explain this to everyone yeah and what name am I gonna have and yeah, it's just the these constant daily reminders that you aren't feeling whole <laughs> and that in a sense yeah. you're not the whole that you were before um, so all that is like the, you know, like you said, the before yeah. redemption stuff, the ugly, the evil, the broken, yeah. like what sin does is also not the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it never a, is. Mm-mm. My mom was just saying recently, actually, she said we would never read Lord of the Rings and then end when they're in, when they're, you know, meet the, meet the spider. Yes. They, you would never end it there. <laughs> no you 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 finish it and you read until the end and mm-hmm. and so to believe that our story is ending mm-hmm. when it's really really tough is not it's not the reality it's and not the reality it felt like the reality at that it, point oh yeah and it's okay <laughs> it's okay that it feels like the reality yes. when we're in it because it but feels it's not. so big because it feels <laughs> yeah. so dark like you it said does. like it feels so dark there's yes. there is no light it's like god you've left me you've abandoned me yeah there's a lot of hurt and anger to work through it really yeah. is. I mean, a that's lot of part of the healing and the redemption. It's not that you don't have the hurt and anger yeah. and the despair, but it's that God brings you through that, mm-hmm. you know, in the valley of the shadow of death kind of thing. Like, it sounds very Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. <laughs> it also sounds very biblical. It does. <laughs> Coincidentally, it is. Um, but it's real. Like, there is a valley of the shadow yeah. of death. And there Though is despair. I walk through the valley yes. of the shadow of death. Yes. It's like... It's going to happen and yeah. it's happening. I will fear no evil for you are with me. This is going to happen. There will be walking through the valley, but he's going to be with us. Yes. I think a valley implies, you know, there's something on the other side <laughs> or yes. something up on the top. Yes. <laughs> if you fell down, you get to climb back out of it. Or if you're walking through, you're going to come to the other side and be 100%. on high ground again. 100%. Um, one of the things that we were talking about before we were recording was the importance of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, and what that's looked like for you, Mm -hmm. because forgiveness is something that we actually have to choose. Yes. Again and again. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes, I mean, we've been pretty removed from this experience, but, but that forgiveness is something we actually have to choose so often. And then when, when those ripple effects come up again, where it's like, oh my gosh, I, I feel like I am worthless. (laughs) And yeah. When those things come up again, it's like, no, I'm actually going to choose to forgive this person. Even though they don't have access to my heart, they don't have access to my life anymore. Mm-hmm. Those things and like the enemy just tries to bring those things up again. What has the forgiveness aspect look like for you? Well, because we were just talking about kind of that feeling and that reality of being in that valley of the shadow of death type moment. Yeah. That is kind of the first step or it was for me was being able to acknowledge the reality and the darkness and the evil of what yeah. had happened to me. Um, because to be honest with you, like I really spent a lot of the marriage making excuses and thinking maybe it actually was my fault. And, you know, with gaslighting and blame shifting, there's this sense of someone will deny that a conversation or an event ever happened. Mm-hmm. And then you question maybe it didn't and maybe you're crazy. And yeah. so there was this period of time where I actually had to stop making excuses yeah and stop denying or just come back more grounded into reality of Mm -hmm. like these things did happen like some of them are in texts and some of them are you know 
um, happened in counseling sessions. Like, they're verified. Like, and so the first step was just to look at those things and be like, there is really bad stuff that has happened to me. And it is really bad. (laughs) You know, and some of it was really difficult to just think about and acknowledge that the experiences are bad yep. but also the emotions yeah are I f- I don't feel valued I don't feel this way like that is all important things mm-hmm. to acknowledge yeah that's kind of the first step yeah. I mean there's serious grievances there yeah um, and there's serious losses I mean they can even be what we would I would call a little thing and it's not little but it feels little in perspective you know where you lose you give a lot of money yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I mm-hmm. don't have $10,000 anymore that I had before yeah. that I had saved up. And that is frustrating some days. And that's mm-hmm. valid, yeah. you know, and that's a dumb thing maybe, it, but it's a real thing. It's a practical thing. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. Like, it is. Okay, I invested in this and like yep. this was something that I put, you know, yeah. I put into my life. And now believing. it feels like it got taken yeah. from me. Yeah. So I think stepping back and just acknowledging like how, whether they're raw, deep, spiritual ugly things or their practical ugly frustrating things like you're gonna come across yeah. those things that you remember you experienced you don't have anymore yeah. you have anxiety and hurt over and you have to stop and realize what God thinks about those things mm-hmm. because he doesn't like them yeah. they make him cry yeah the spirit groans for us mm. like God collects our tears yeah. like those are real evils and it goes against what he desires for us yeah and against his kingdom and so acknowledging that is kind of something you have to do before you can begin to, like, forgive it. Right. Otherwise, it's sweeping it under the rug. It's like, yeah. oh, no, it actually doesn't matter. And, like, everything is sunshine and rainbows. And or I'm bigger than that, which is so yeah. silly because we're really not. Yeah. God is bigger than that. God is bigger than that. <laughs> yeah. The cross is bigger than that. Yes. And so, but we have to still identify the thing for what it is. And exactly. say, okay, I'm not going to stay there either. Yes. And, like, wallow in and I know that that's not yes. what you're saying of like, I'm going to just wallow in, in this pain, but own it for what it is and say, God, you yep. are actually bigger than this. Yes. And you're going to heal my heart, even and though I don't feel healed. That cross thing is the next step because I think yeah. we look at Christ on the cross and he did that same thing. Like he didn't look at our sins and be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, he was it killed like, him. this is, yeah. I mean, he sweated blood. Yes. Like it killed him. He pleaded with God, why have you yeah. forsaken me? Yeah. Which I think we can relate to in a small way. We (laughs) can. Yeah. So, but that tells us, I mean, that's the first step of the story is looking at the sin and the evil and being like, yes, this is not something God loves. It is something he hates. We need to have the law before the gospel. Yes. But then moving forward with that story of the gospel where Christ is on the cross, having taken that stuff out and shown it for its true Mm. evil and ugliness. Yeah. And then said to us, to you and me, Ellie, But no matter how many times you sin and no matter the gravity of your sin and no matter how broken you become as a person and even no matter how much pain you inflict on others, I still love you and I extend grace to you. Preach. And I will bring you to my father as a bride. Yes. Pure and holy and blameless. So So if we have that kind of grace, how can we not extend that grace to someone else? Doesn't mean it's easy. No. But we can because of God being bigger. Yes. We can because the grace of God is that big for us. Yeah. I love the Bible verses and they've been so like personal to me through this journey. I think Paul kind of says it a little sarcastically, but he says something about, you know, should we sin more and more because God's grace still keeps growing? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. But at the same time, that's God's grace. 
if we sin and sin and sin deeper and worser and deeper, yes, <laughs> it's still going to cover us. Yeah. Um, you know, there's parables even that Jesus told about mm. forgiving monstrous debts yeah. for one person who then turned around and couldn't repay a very large debt for yeah. another. It's tough when you're in the middle of your own legitimately being a victim to then turn around and be like, so now here I am under all of this and I'm being asked to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. But there, yeah, yeah, we are. What if I don't want to do the right thing? We probably don't. Yeah. But because God chose to yeah. send his son who chose to die for us, come on, we choose to take that grace that resides just overwhelmingly over yeah. us and let that flow from Christ through us to anyone anyone yeah and <laughs> for it, any reason <laughs> and that doesn't mean that you have to stay in, in an abusive marriage no it doesn't and that was also like a hard thing for me to accept and you know, also I think it's very easy as a woman who has been through abuse you learn to take the blame for things yeah and so if you look back and you can remember everything that you did wrong and maybe some things you didn't actually do wrong but you were told you did wrong mm-hmm. then you think to yourself oh but it's my fault too. Maybe yeah. I don't have grace for this, you yeah. know, maybe, and you can kind of sit in that space. And that's where a, maybe a good counselor comes in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, to talk through some of those instances to, mm-hmm. um, to shed some light mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would not have made it had I not had a good counselor and good Christian friends. And yeah. I mean, I mean, friends who would correct me Yeah. in moments they would listen <laughs> yeah. because I needed a safe place to express anger and pain, mm-hmm. but they would oh direct me and correct me yeah. towards grace. And then also those friends who would step alongside you and be like, yeah, you did do a bad thing. Like there was a fight you remember where you, you know, swore at him and told him you hated him yeah. because you didn't know what else to say. <laughs> like, yeah. but you're forgiven for that. It doesn't take away any of your pain, yeah. you know, and that those kinds of friends and those kind of counselors who can just help you, step back and see the truth and the reality, but then also push you towards yeah. grace and forgiveness are so valuable. What is forgiveness to you? Hmm. None of the things people say that it is. <laughs> it's not forgetting. And it doesn't mean that you reconcile mm-hmm. always. And you yeah. already made that point. Yeah. Um, but forgiveness doesn't mean trust is back. Yep. It doesn't mean things are okay. Uh, it doesn't mean that you never think about this again because you've forgotten it. It's none of those things that yeah. we kind of put on Hallmark cards and call forgiveness. Um, <laughs> if only it were. I know. Right? We all wish. Like, <laughs> what if we could just like whitewash our lives to be like, oh, no, it hasn't happened. We wouldn't remember God's goodness. I wouldn't. I don't want to. Way. Like, I really don't. I, I, I don't. Am, I know more either. I'm not. I am not even close to the same person that I was. No. And I know that because I've given over to the Lord and that I've dedicated it to him, that I'm so much better off now. Yeah. That I'm like, I'm so much stronger of a woman. And I know that you are too. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. So And know God in such a more real way and more fully. Not the Sunday school kind of God anymore. No, it's like we know him. (laughs) (laughs) In a sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And just learn about him more and more through every step of that process. But you said, what is forgiveness? forgiveness. So not all the things they say it is, like forgetting and reconciling and everything's okay and all that jazz. Um, But really something continual. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, um, but for me there's four years of really, I mean, really and truly daily abuse that – 
how could I possibly yeah. work through all that at once? <laughs> you know, things will trigger memories. Yeah. Um, even to this day. Yeah. And I will re- just have, I'll still have bad dreams sometimes. And I once in a while will have a panic attack. Come across different triggers or yeah. you just have different memories or things come up that you realize that you have to do that process of acknowledging and identifying and being like, okay, that really was bad. And then stepping back and being like, but God extended his love and grace to me. I can extend my love and grace one more time to this. (laughs) And so it's just this continual process. It's not just like 70 times seven to one person. It's the 70 times seven things as many times as they come back up in your life. Man. (laughs) Yeah, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. But again, I mean, every day I live in a way that is not totally holy and blameless. So every day when I think of the ways that my ex-husband lived in ways that were not holy and blameless, I mean, I come back to the cross. Um, It's not always easy. And sometimes it takes time to forgive something because you keep having to stop and remember and let go. And it's really a action and a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you did any of these things, but sometimes saying it out loud, um, praying it to God, mm-hmm. sharing the resentment or the bitterness you feel with another person, like a yes. biblical confession, mm-hmm. um, writing it down. Yeah. I mean, this using sounds as many, terrible, but using <laughs> as many senses as you can. Yeah. Me, yes. Um, for me, like working out, dancing, physical expression just yeah. help me release some of the just toxic stuff because it actually inside. is like yeah the stress that that holds on your body is, is so real oh yeah absolutely yeah. I mean scientifically provable yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure <laughs> um yeah and so forgiveness is a constant process it's over and over again it's over and over again for the same things it's vocal it's physical it's tangible it's not a, a one-time thing it's a lifestyle I mm-hmm. think and that. sometimes you need to forgive other people, too. I mean, oh, I don't know yeah. about your experience, mm-hmm. but I realized that I not only had to forgive my ex. I mean, when we first went to our church, part of it, it was totally not their responsibility in any way. Because, yeah. I mean, just by nature of his um, particular issues, like part of the whole package is that he's very charming and very convincing. <laughs> Um, and that's really real. I mean, obviously it worked on me. I can't really, you know, yeah. judge somebody else cause it worked on them too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just at first the church did not handle our situation very well. Yeah. Um, I can relate to that. Yeah. And so there was a bit of believing him in the way he kind of made me look crazy and denied things that were happening. And, um, they didn't necessarily ask the right questions or give us mm. the right resources. And so, I felt very alone and very like I had reached out for help and now the helpers were just falling into the same, you know, Mm -hmm. trap kind of feeling. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, moving forwards kind of that just generally in Christian community, there was sort of an assumption that it must be me as a woman Mm. (laughs) and the tendency to believe the man and just um, a good desire for the sanctity of marriage but to an extreme that I was not protected. Yeah. Um, wow. And those things are things that my church actually came back and and one of the counselors like actually apologized to me for, which I thought mm. was very powerful. And the church has now developed actually an abuse response ministry 
And the pastor wow. even gave a public sermon talking about how they had realized that as a church, they didn't handle abuse well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's easier to forgive when that all happens and you've got someone who is like <laughs> repentant and apologetic right. and, and then sympathetic. Like, yeah. Like but we're, it's we're still... repentant and then we're actually like taking steps to make it right. Yes. So that's a beautiful story. It is a beautiful story. Um, but it still took me having to be like, I'm not going to harbor resentment and bitterness yeah. to the people who were supposed to protect me and blah, 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. I had to stop and be like, they're my family in Christ. Yeah. We all make mistakes. Yeah. Like, they did not hate me. It, you know? Yeah. Like, we all make mistakes. And the same thing with, I mean, friends and family. Like, I'm sure yeah. you've had the same thing. Yeah. They don't all respond rightly. And some of them respond really badly. <laughs> yeah. And some of it is like the dismissal or they're just yeah. really not getting it. And that's really painful when you're already in pain you know people who turn against you and that's bizarre um but then there's also like the people who maybe at the time you don't realize are bad influences but who Mm -hmm. encourage you to be malicious or want to kind of malign or slander Mm -hmm. your ex-husband or and really that's as much of a sin as anything else (laughs) yes it is it is and when you come to realize that that requires forgiveness too because they pushed you in a direction that was not towards god yes absolutely so and that runs rampant in in divorce communities i really just do not want to go there yeah there's no time there's this pendulum of like either in i think christian communities totally trying to push people to pretend everything's okay and just be good little wives and like forgive and forget and reconcile all the time and you know don't bring your dirty laundry out and I'm sure he's a nice guy kind of mentality Mm -hmm. and then there's the pendulum in the other direction of like no like God's all about divorce it's awesome because he loves you I hate divorce which is bizarre yeah like I really do I hate it I am divorced accurate I hate divorce yeah yeah and so does God I'm also I'm also also thankful for it yes But that doesn't mean I don't hate it. (laughs) Yes. And that's God's attitude towards you as well. And just there's nowhere in the Bible that he says, sure, if somebody's evil, go ahead and malign them and tear them down and look at them with hatred. In fact, God says no malice and that love forgives all things and that um, grace is greater than sin. Have you needed to be honest about forgiving God? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So I went through a really rough period of time for a few months right at the tail end of our marriage like the last six months where I was just really angry with God because to my experience what I felt inside not that this was true Mm -hmm. but my feelings and my personal experience at the moment um, I didn't understand why I was doing everything I was supposed to do and trying really hard and enduring all this stuff and praying with all of my might and yet he was not changing it it wasn't getting better it was getting worse and anger because I felt that he had abandoned me like he was just leaving me in this place I had gone to his church and his people and they were not taking care of me and Mm -hmm. I had gone to him in prayer and he wasn't doing anything and I wanted something that was something he wants. Yeah. So why wasn't he giving it? Healing and restoration. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. good marriage. Yeah. 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 Um, something that's actually his plan. Yeah. That it's his desire. Yeah. And I was crying out and it was to the point where my prayers had become, and you know, at this point I just wasn't well also, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair. 
So I wasn't really sleeping super well. I wasn't really eating. I was very much always having panic and anxiety attacks. Um, and at that point, like my ex had talked about thinking about killing me because, and so there was just a lot of yeah. like stuff going on that I was not well. <laughs> and so yeah. in my not well mind <laughs> with all this anger towards God and this just terror and this pain, my prayer life just kind of devolved down to please, you know, let me wake up tomorrow. Like, and why are you not doing anything? And I'm asking you for this and yeah. it's something good and you're not offering it. So how am I supposed to believe in you? And then it became, if you're not going to do anything, I've got to find some way to survive because I'm not going to make it. Wow. You're not doing anything. Fine. And so at that point I made some bad choices. There was a week where I had like a, an affair with a guy Mm-hmm. that I met totally you know just at a coffee shop and it was like a one-time one-week thing and it was my rock bottom because I had basically turned to God with anger and said like you're not taking care of me I have no one yeah. taking care of me <laughs> I will literally die yeah. well here's some guy who is interested and who seems like he might you know protect me or at least I know or if I good. have an appointment <laughs> to see him tomorrow not yeah. even feel good to be honest with yeah, you okay. like that's yeah. how dark it was okay okay yeah like so I, fair yeah it was more of like a, if I have an appointment with mm. this person tomorrow then I will not hurt myself wow. and someone will know oh if I am gosh. so that's a lot of anger towards God yeah. and a lot of rejection of him yeah. like I had basically said yeah. fine you're not there for me yeah you're not real wow. your love is not true I've just got to survive. And there was some other stuff mixed in there about just, you know, my ex had told me that maybe if I was more experienced sexually, he would want me or if I was a little more slutty or things like this. And so there was a lot going on and that made me angry at God because I was like, well, why do you want me to do all these good things if my husband would, you know, love me more if I wasn't good? And it yeah. was a tangle of feelings. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that it's, it's bad It's never choice. linear like that, you know. But honestly, know. that week of like total despair yeah. and like just unthinking survival wow. was kind of the turnaround point because, I mean, I walked out of that date with that man and like basically walked to the church <laughs> and was like, Praise I did God. this thing. Yeah. And I hate it. I didn't want to do it. I don't want to be here. Yeah. But I'm so alone. I'm too scared to go home. Like, I don't know what to do. And that was the point where the church really stepped up. And they were like, oh, okay. Like, we maybe didn't realize how bad things had gotten with him. And they just sent me off to my friend's house. And um, I feel like that was God's little rescue of me. Like, Mm. even though I was rejecting him, deep inside my heart, he was still pulling me forward (laughs) towards him. Because... I was trying to say, you don't love me and I'm done with you. (laughs) And God was like, no, you're not. I love you. And all these things that you believe about your sexuality being of no value are not true things. Hmm. And I unfortunately made a bad choice to learn that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I don't recommend that to anybody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that said, I mean, it took one time of choosing the bitter pill to be like, this is not. No, something about God is right on. Yes, (laughs) And there is something more than this. Like, there is still something better than this. God, he doesn't doesn't waste anything. No. So thank you for sharing that, too, because because I think that that's something that a lot of people go through. 
mm-hmm. of that rock bottom moment of like, wow, I, I would never, I never imagined that I would go there. Yeah. Almost as disembodied thing. Like yeah. who even was that? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Why wait. am I? <laughs> like, like I, I was this person, this mm-hmm. thing happened to me and now I'm acting in this way. Like what, it, what even is that? And that's not, that's not God's plan for our no. lives, but then he makes it a new plan A. Yes. And I, it really was like, wow. I just, you know, one taste of that is too much. Yeah. And so I kind of went back towards the right people. Yeah. And that's that value of having counselors mm. and Christian friends. Yes, yes. <laughs> because I would have had to, if I wanted to ride that path, I mean, I would have lost all of that. Mm-hmm. And I knew deep down inside God was still pulling on my heart. And so, you know, I went back and I just maybe made a louder and a stronger cry for help and became more willing to share yeah. what was actually being said to me. And the vulnerability. Done and, yeah. And with that, with me being more open and me, you know, it's part of that forgiveness thing, like acknowledging what was really going on fully, then that kind of kicked some of my support system into gear. And, you know, it, I, it took me a few months like to work through that anger Mm -hmm. because then what happened was that things got worse still for a while Hmm. Wow. because then we were separated. Like I literally didn't go home that day and I never went home again. And so then it was losing home, losing possessions, losing, you know, him, ultimately, my husband, um, and just going through these psychological evaluations and hearing this kind of terrible news of what that diagnosis was and what it meant and deciding that I was going to be in this literally non-existent but spiritually bound marriage, (laughs) you know, for eternity as far as I was concerned. Like, what a hopeless outlook for your life. And yet, through all of that, And through all that continuing to come back to those feelings of I'm so angry at God and I'm so hurt by what God is allowing and maybe it's his fault. And I almost just would say you just have to come back to the truth. Hmm. I mean, I just needed to keep telling myself the truth. Yeah. And if I couldn't pray, I could listen to music. And if I couldn't listen to music, I could journal. And if I couldn't journal, I could go sit with a Christian friend. And I mean, there's Hmm. just so many... Just like forgiveness is a choice for people, I think forgiveness is a choice with yourself and with God as well. The places you put yourself and the things that you put into your mind and heart are eventually going to be the things that come out. Continuing to just choose to be in God's word and to choose to do what you can to pray and to choose to listen to music and be around people who fill your mind with the truth. Like that truth, the Holy Spirit has put down inside of you. Yeah. And it's going to come back out. That rock bottom week, you had to forgive yourself. Right. I mean, that goes back to those things that you look on and you're like, well, you know, maybe it's my fault or like maybe because I did this bad thing, God just, you know, did all these bad things back to me to punish me. <laughs> and it's just and that's not, not in the keeping nature. with God. That's not who he is. No. Yeah. The book of Hosea was oh, just so much on. my book for a long time. Right? And you just, and everyone else that has right? been on this podcast. I'm not even <laughs> oh. kidding you. We're all like, Hosea. Yes. <laughs> like, if you haven't read Hosea, yes. read it. Hosea yes. 2, mind blown. Anyway, yes. proceed. <laughs> no, just like, I mean, just that picture of God's love Yeah. where this man goes after this woman, you know, and yeah. just keeps bringing her back. She doesn't actually know her value. No, like she doesn't, she doesn't know she doesn't know who she is. No. And he's trying to tell her yeah. over and over who she is, that she's yeah. loved, that she's accepted. Yeah. 
And she doesn't know it. She doesn't. She's yes. not walking in her identity. Yes, there's more to that story for the woman in the story. Yes. Yeah. We always think about. <laughs> but even just from that kind of stereotypical point of view where she's just the worst of sinners sinning again and again. Like there's that fact that he just keeps coming back for her. Yeah. You are more than this. And yes. I love you. And yep. I want more for you than this. And I felt like that was one of my really good friends just responded in what felt like such a biblical Hosea type way mm. when I went to her and, you know, confessed like this was my rock bottom week and this is what I did. And and she really didn't bat an eyelash. <laughs> and she just looked at me and she said, that's wrong. Yeah. And you know it's wrong. I don't have to tell you it's wrong. Yeah, I don't have to tell you it's wrong. Um, wow. And I know I can tell you don't want that and you didn't want that and you know you have every ounce of repentance more than you can probably express and she said so what good thing did you learn about God what it in a weird way did was remind me that actually I it wasn't valueless and worthless and ruined yeah but that my sexuality was still important yeah Mm -hmm. and that it did still have value so just that picture of redemption of being taken from you know, the greatest sin and told not only you're forgiven without mm. really a hesitation, <laughs> right? but also told that there is redemption, Wow, that you still are worthy. And in right. fact, there's still beautiful and dangerous and noble and good <laughs> things for you. Yeah. That's just, that's what God wants for us mm-hmm. is to acknowledge the things for what it is and then say, this is actually not bigger than you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it just like keeps going back to mm-hmm. that. It keeps going back yeah. to that. So where do you feel like your healing journey is right now that's I don't even know is there like a specific ruler for healing journeys <laughs> no how do we measure them no this is such a great question oh my gosh so for the three years I was married it was like total survival mode mm-hmm. and like not well yeah um, very yeah. understandably then for the year that we were separated I had started my healing journey so it was a lot of the working through my anger and resentment at God, um, learning to accept his forgiveness for myself, mm-hmm. um, surrounding myself constantly with truth, mm-hmm. even when I didn't feel like it or <laughs> didn't agree with it, yep. to just tell myself this is the truth and you got to have this in your life. Keep going back Until to it. Until it did become real and believable mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And just that continual process of forgiving than my husband becoming ex-husband, you know, bit by bit, time by time, yep. over and over, um, every day, every night, just continuing to come back to the cross and God's grace and extend that to him piece by piece. So that was kind of that fourth year that we were separated and getting divorced and divorced. And then I would say the past, you know, three or four years, whatever it's been, <laughs> it's just slowly become better and better. Mm. Um, I have less and less frequent memories and nightmares yep. and panic attacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've been able to step back so far. And maybe this is actually kind of the last point on the topic of forgiveness. But come back so far that I can view my ex with, I think, what are more of God's eyes. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. that he is still a child of God. And there's no one that I would ever want to experience separation from God eternally. So I find my heart more increasingly filled with compassion and pity 
um, because it's he has ruined other people's lives and he is in a sense ruining his own life Mm -hmm. and he is risking eternity so I'm gonna be okay (laughs) like I have God I have a good life I know who I am in Christ yeah I have everything and so I went from maybe the heartbreak of my own to my heart being broken for him yeah so do I love him still no (laughs) yeah (laughs) but do I love him yeah yeah and part of the last tail ends of your healing journey is when you can come to that point and Mm. you know there's days I'm still angry or I still have to do the forgiveness process Right, right right but overall the thing I come back to at the end of that forgiveness process is also he is broken and lost and so often those prayers now turn into prayers for his salvation yeah and just prayers for miracles to be done in his life and in his family's life and for him to experience wholeness and healing yeah you know the way that I have right um and I you know you don't really ever want to see that person again I mean at least I don't (laughs) I don't either (laughs) but in heaven I I do yeah because it won't be the person I knew yeah it will be the person that God intended him to be yeah just like you're saying it's like God wants all of us to know our identity to walk in that that we are chosen children of God and then that that actually transforms lives like that is the thing that brings us to salvation yes but then also just right you know in on this planet yeah just to be whole to be whole and complete we pray that that happens Mm -hmm. to so many other people that like I mean to everybody that they know their identity absolutely then you look at how the end story of the cross is actually the resurrection preach you know and not only are we forgiven which is a good mercy and grace mm-hmm. but like we come up into easter morning you know with yes. the sunshine and the flowers and the open tomb and the light streaming out and the glory yep. of god and the promise of paradise and there's just so much freedom and beauty in life yeah and you and i are rediscovering that yeah have rediscovered yeah. that maybe it's even more sweet now because we've had the dark days yeah <laughs> But um, in the same way, if we want that to be our story, mm-hmm. if we want not just Jesus's death for us, but also his resurrection for us, mm-hmm. then when we want his grace for others and we extend that to them, we got to want his resurrection for them as well. 100%. And that's what you're saying is, yeah. you know, not only for them to just learning to put your Christ mindset towards them of wanting them to be saved and well and whole, but also of actually wanting them to live well and whole. Yeah. And to meet yeah. you in paradise. Right, and, right. I mean, there's there's almost healing to you yeah. coming to that point. Oh, It relieved 100%. so much of the yuckiness inside yeah. of me to right. not just forgive him over and over again, but also to come to the point where I could have that compassion and pity mm-hmm. and wish yeah. for him to be right. truly whole and well. Right, absolutely. And I'm, what, what's just coming to mind, too, is that is in is in John 17 when Jesus says but this is eternal life that they mm-hmm. may know you mm-hmm. the only true God and Jesus mm-hmm. Christ the one you sent to earth so mm-hmm. actually eternal life yes we're I believe in heaven that that's going to happen that there's eternal life when mm-hmm. we die but right now we can mm-hmm. experience that yeah. and right now in this yeah. in this life we have that opportunity to walk in eternity yes. <laughs> and like on this planet and again that doesn't mean that we have 
you know, we necessarily have relationships with our ex-husbands, but right now we can live whole and secure in who we are as children of God and believing that that's also going to happen for our ex-husbands too. Yeah. On this this earth. Odd dichotomy. Yeah. (laughs) Because I mean, it's, I feel like part of this healing and forgiving journey has been coming to this point of like just victory Mm -hmm. like look at the psalms like when somebody is in a sense your enemy like there is some amount of like i am free yeah i never have to hear a man talk to me that way again you know praise god i yeah (laughs) and that is accurate like praise god praise god Praise (laughs) and i can feel beautiful and sexy in you know the appropriate times and places (laughs) and uh just enjoy life yeah. I'm not surviving anymore. Like, I'm freaking thriving. Come on. I love my life every day. That's and it's so because good. I don't have to be with that man anymore. And yeah. that's like a truthful thing. Yeah. And I can celebrate that for yeah. me as my redemption in God. And, and that yet, is so okay to say that. Yes. And yet, as a dichotomy, look at that same man who is, in a sense, an enemy, was an enemy mm. that I have victory over in Christ. Yes. yes. And yet, look at that same man and say, I want that victory for him too. Yes. I want him to have that freedom. Right. Over right. what his darkness and his, yeah. you know, greater yeah. enemy Satan, you know, has put on his life. Right. And so you can. You have to just come to grasps with this almost like <laughs> the reality is one thing and God's grace is another thing. And sometimes you can celebrate freedom at the same time as you love yeah. the person that you just called your enemy. And, and that's right. exactly and what God is all about. It's the not, kingdom. <laughs> and we may not see it all in reality right now. No. We're like, it's not all, all it's the pieces all aren't yet. there, but we, <laughs> we believe the truth. Yeah. We acknowledge what we see, Yeah, but believe the, believe the bigger truth, the truer truth. which is that God has already had victory. Do you know, I think sometimes the hardest part, and this may be specific to, I don't know, maybe it's not. Anyways, sometimes I think the (laughs) hardest part um, was actually allowing myself to accept the goodness of God again. Hmm. And maybe that's because I did spend a long time like kind of being ground down and told I wasn't worthy of literally even living. So maybe I just literally was in a bad mindset and place and whatever but you also get to choose some cool things when you're healing which is you get to choose to love your life again Hmm. like you get to have fun experiences again make new memories make new memories eat the foods that you love you know build new hobbies and habits that you didn't know were going to be amazing Mm -hmm. And what, what are some things for you that, that you've done intentionally since, since? Sure. Um, I feel like God really has used fitness very, very strongly in my yeah. life and very unexpectedly. And that's a because cool you story are, of redemption. Yeah. Because when you, I went to college, I was planning from the time I was probably 10 years old to be a history professor. And I had saved up my $10,000 for grad school over the course of, you know, high school and college. And, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, was really set on that and had all these professors behind me and then got married and things just went kaboom. (laughs) And in the middle of the just yuckiness of marriage, a friend who had no clue what was going on because I didn't share with anybody (laughs) just noticed that I had dropped like 20 pounds and looked like an absolute wreck all the time. And you didn't (laughs) have 20 pounds to lose. No, not really. Yeah. Like it was pretty rough. (laughs) Yeah. So she was like, maybe you should go to the gym. I bought you a gym membership for Christmas. Oh my gosh. Great gift right so I walked in and went into a class a Les Mills class and it was like a Tai Chi yoga and Pilates non-spiritual just athletic kind of class 
But at the end, there's just music playing and you get to lay down and just relax. Yeah. And I lay down, Ellie, and I just spontaneously combusted of tears. Like just bawling. No sounds because, wow. like, I'm in the middle of this quiet class. Yeah. You're um, like, <laughs> and the silent tears. <laughs> it was so awkward. In there. <laughs> yes. And I didn't realize the instructor sat up and watched during that period of time. So I just, like, water running down my face. Oh, So my I get word. up, roll up my mat, duck out to the water fountain to, like, cover, you yeah. know, this awkwardness. Yeah. And he came after me and just tapped me on the shoulder and looked at me and said, you don't have to say anything, but I just wanted to make sure that you're okay. And it was kind of the first time anybody wow. actually asked me. Yeah. And I just started going to the gym all the time because it was a safe place. Yeah. Like I wasn't with my ex there. Mm-hmm. And I was by myself. It was something I loved. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was good at it. Yeah. People wanted me to be there. I didn't have any negative self-talk or external talk yeah. while I was there. Yeah. It was just a safe, positive wow. place That's where amazing. I continued over the weeks and months to feel physically stronger, Yeah, to feel more like myself. Like mm. I had felt as if I was being erased. Yeah. And this was a place where I was like writing myself back, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so I became an instructor. Yeah. Um, and while I was going through all of the process of his evaluations and diagnosis and being separated and getting divorced and healing, I just continued to go back and back and back to the gym. And... It was such a great thing for me. Mm -hmm. It was a routine, so it helped me stay disciplined. Yeah. Yep. A place to go every day. Yes. Yep. Um, And I think that discipline is really important. It helped me be more spiritually disciplined. Oh, yeah. When I needed to be and when it was the hardest. (laughs) Um, It also, again, was like my positive place for Mm -hmm. me. So it was my therapy, like a place I went and was reminded of the truth of who I was and how other people felt about me. And then working towards something too. Yes. So it's having like, a goal, a hope for the yeah, future. Yes. And nothing was about the way that I looked. And oh, it was 100% so cool. about the way that I felt. Yeah. And you can't deny the realities in a group fitness class. Like there's a set of choreography and ways it can be done and nobody can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> right. It, it wasn't right. true. So it was just a, a very, very great place to go and feel sane That's and so feel good, good and That's only so worry good. about feeling sane and feeling good. Yeah. And then just even the music is so healing. Well, and now you have the opportunity to be that for other people. Yeah. As you're an instructor that you can that you can set the stage of mm-hmm. of being encouraging that it's non-judgmental. It's actually about empowering our bodies. Yeah. It's about I mean yes. so much you can you can really you have the opportunity to make it what you want. Yeah. Because in reality the gym can be a very stressful place for someone who yep who deals with body image issues, oh, yeah. who, you know, has been beaten down with yeah. with body image. And so it's amazing that that's turned into actually an empowering place for you. Yeah. Oh, and I can 100% relate to that because yeah. back in high school, I was a ballet dancer. Yeah. Um, and did some like pre-professional and professional ballet work. And that definitely was yeah. not a happy place for my body image right right <laughs> and so the gym could kind of nitpicky easily, yeah. it can turn into that yeah yeah and I think especially being a woman who is in an abusive relationship it would be very easy to go there and try to be the person your husband wants you to look like hmm. or you know maybe the opposite maybe yeah. try to look the way he doesn't like just to prove yourself you know but yeah. it wasn't that for me just because of the nature of this particular these particular Les Mills classes mm. are just not about that yeah. Um, and so just the way that they're, it's a beautiful company and they're beautiful classes. And so it just didn't, it actually it geared me that, into yeah. a good place. And that's yes, I so do. Good. That's why I started teaching for them. That's because, so amazing. Yeah. 
because I knew that that would be what I was able to turn around and offer to others. And now, I mean, I never saw this coming. I would have never chosen to work out, hated sports. Yeah. I've never <laughs> gone to a gym of my own accord. I've become not only a gym goer and then an instructor, but now actually work for Les Mills internationally as a company. Yeah, it's And so I get cool. to go do this for people. And I get yeah. to bring women into this experience. So I go out on the weekends and I will help new instructors get certified. Mm -hmm. So I do like trainings. Cool. And I'm not kidding you. Like, I don't think there's been a weekend that I haven't gone there and had a woman pull me aside and say, I just got out of a really abusive relationship or I think my husband is abusing me. Oh my gosh. And then open up about that. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's really real. Yeah. (laughs) And I get to now be there. And did I ever think I'd be doing this job? Was it what I wanted? No. (laughs) But look where God has put me that I didn't even know would be the best Mm -hmm. place. Yeah. There's nothing more beautiful or rewarding than taking what was so much pain and loss and darkness and then being able to turn around Mm -hmm. and extend love to somebody who is going through the same thing. Yeah. Wow. That's so amazing. And I see the grace of God on your life and I see, I see his hand and um, so believing that he's going to continue to bring you. And I know that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That he's continuing to bring you closer mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's the most beautiful place to be. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for doing this and thank for being you. here in your vulnerability and all of that. Um, where can people find you and your, um, sure. if they want to take your classes or become yeah. instructors. Oh, sure. What, <laughs> what can they do? <laughs> so, um, you can go if you'd like to be an instructor. Um, you could certainly go to lesmills.com mm-hmm. and they will direct you. It's L-E-S-M-I-L-L-S. Mm-hmm. It's actually um, a man's name, an Olympic athlete, Les Mills. Anyways, oh, cool. so lesmills.com yeah. <laughs> um, is a place you could go to just find general information about yeah. their programs and yeah. you can sign up there to be an instructor, like to go to a training. Um, or you could just reach out to me. That's probably maybe even an easier route. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you could, they could ask you questions yeah. about it. Or, yeah. Yeah. Facebook message me, Instagram message me. I'm fine with that. My Instagram handle is Cambria underscore LMI. Okay. Um, and I post a lot about what I do there. You do. Um, you have I a post really about fun my healing journey. <laughs> Instagram. Thank you. Um, I'm not fun very professional, like, but fun, it's but, real. <laughs> and like, and yeah, and real. Yeah. Like you, like you talk about healing and you yeah. like, you use the, the me too hashtag and yeah. And yeah. I mean, you're, you're really, you're honest about this stuff. Yeah. Like I don't edit my pictures, <laughs> Thus, so fair warning, but I will be really real in my captions if you want to read them. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. I love it. I should get you to edit my pictures. <laughs> no. uh, I mean, I, I love that you don't edit them. Like you're <laughs> just like honest and like, this is me and yeah, yeah it's just really good. So, yeah. and, I, and so. I'll put, I'll put all that information in my show notes. So if sure. people want to follow you. They should. I mean, they absolutely yeah. should follow you. Yeah. Um, and you could message me for a class pass, too. Oh, cool. Um, I teach at clubs in the Twin Cities. There's a couple locations, but it's called Experience Fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have Les Mills classes at those clubs, nice. and they're really the only clubs that do. Cool. Um, and it's not an expensive membership. I know money was a really big deal yeah. for me for a while, so I'm sensitive to that. Yeah. Message me again on Facebook or Instagram, and I'm happy to give some yeah. free class passes. Okay. Like, more than welcome to come to class That's so cool. And, and experience that if you'd like. awesome thank you so much cambria you are amazing thank you listeners yeah if you're going through something hard there's healing there's redemption god is bigger than your pain preach sister wasn't that an amazing episode (laughs) she is so amazing and has so much wisdom showing us that it's not all over yet and that's okay 
because there's still things in our lives that are ripple effects from the things that we've gone through. I'm so glad you're here today. Anything that you hear, heard in this episode that you would like more information about, everything like that is in my show notes. And thank you, Aaron Ritter, for the beautiful intro and outro music. I'm a huge fan. Please use the hashtag Hope Reclaimed. If you're interested in partnering with Hope Reclaimed financially, you can do that on my Patreon page. I'd be thrilled to have you on board with what we're doing here. And of course, I just want to let you know that you're not alone. There's hope. Because, hey, hope is my middle name. We'll see you next time.